I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where I bring on business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me at Instagram at Ask Adam Torres to keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, MoneyMattersTopTips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have Janine Moss on the line. She's the founder and CEO over at Anabee Cannabis Accessories and also the owner of J. Moss & Company. Janine, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm delighted to be here with you. So um, I'm excited to get more into what you're doing over at Anabee Cannabis Accessories. I mean, hot topic, lots of people are looking at the industry, lots of change happening in the market, and I want to get into that. But before we do, let's get a little bit more into your background. How did you get started in business and as an entrepreneur? Well, I, I kind of been the opposite way. No, that's not true. I was going to say entrepreneur first, business second, but that's what really launched my career. I mean, as a kid, I, I sold snakes down on the oceanfront in Venice, if you can believe it, and made a fortune. So, <laughs> but but fast forward, I have did you always say snakes. I did, did say snakes? snakes. You know, I was. Oh my God, I, my, my mouth dropped. That's the first time I've heard snakes. I thought you were going to say newspapers, lemonade. You said snakes in Venice. You were a legit Angelino. Go ahead, please. Um, well, listen, amazing. I needed to make money to, you know, to go to Big Sur and stuff like that, you know, in the 60s and 70s. But, you know, uh, really, so I, I always I always had business from a, a little kid up until college when I dropped out in my senior year to start my first business, which was a technology business. And when I when I look back on it, I realized my entire career has been about new, disruptive, and emerging industries, and that, and that was my first one. So I started a horse uh, trading platform that was computerized in the early 70s, if you can believe it. And from wow. there, that was what got me into marketing and, and advertising because Lord knows you can't be successful unless you've got that, uh, that piece of the, the stool, that leg of the stool. And I, I, I really embraced uh, marketing and branding, and I moved to New York to be on Madison Avenue, where instead of working for the ad agencies as planned, I, went, I got a job with new product development, which was about the most fun thing anyone could do in their lives, you know, creating new products for America's major marketers like Kraft and Heinz and 7-Up and even the stock exchange. And from there... Um, so I've, I, I, I've kind of always been doing things like that. I, I helped turn around New York City history. Uh, in the 90s. I worked for, uh, I, I then went into uh, internet professional services during the dot-com boom. Um, I, after that, I, I handled all communications and marketing for the September 11th fund. And so I've always kind of gone places where things have never been done before. And and that's what I really love. I love creating and building things that are needed uh, but don't exist yet. Oh man, I love I love your story. <laughs> and what I and I think uh, an underlying theme of what you've done in the background also just has to do with um, finding trends and being a, a step ahead on some other things and going where you're needed. And I know mm -hmm. that I know there's a lot of creative people listening. I know there's a lot of maybe just graduating college, one to five years out of college, and they're kind of considering, hey. They may have some ideas and they may want to move them forward, but you know it's tricky, especially when you're younger and you're just getting started out and don't and don't know exactly what to do. What kind of advice would you give to that audience? 
Well, gosh, I mean, I think it's a blessing and a curse that I can see these things coming, right? So the blessing is I can see them coming. That's awesome. The curse is that I want to move out and be first and, and grab that, that market share, you know, with my first mover advantage. That's great, except you need to be capitalized enough to hold on to it. It's not mm. just enough to launch and be there and be recognized. You have to sustain it when something new is developing. So that's the advice I would give. I'd go, I'd say to you, you know, um, see where you are in the market evolution. And it's, that's really so hard to know, you know, the timing of your launch. But be mindful of it. Have you, has it hit critical mass? When will it hit critical mass so that your hockey stick will suddenly go up and you'll be, you know, uh, you know, hot out of the box? The other thing I would say is though we all think that we are hot out of the box every time and <laughs> every time I create a new business, I think, oh my God, when people find out about this, um, <laughs> you know, my, my site's going to crash. And folks, that never happens. <laughs> It just doesn't happen. It doesn't matter how good your idea is, right? It takes time and sustained effort. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. I love the advice, and it's it's so true. It's like, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I know, you know, my mom's going to be excited, my family, but is the world going to just beat down? Probably not going to happen. So I love the part that you said about being capitalized to make sure that you can stay in there because your timing could be off. You could be too, you could be, your idea could be great, but you might just be, uh, you know, too far ahead of the curve to where it's going to yeah. be great for somebody else down the line. Um, so let's switch it up a bit, Janine. I want okay. to get more into what you're doing um, over at Anna B Cannabis Accessories. Uh, so what, what kind of projects are you working on? And um, given your background, what, where, where are you looking to take this thing? Well, really, I saw this was one of the early movers things that I did. I, I've, I've known about cannabis since my snake charmer days down in Venice, right? So it's not like this was new to me. So I watched it, you know, and I was a participant in it, you know, but I was in um, New York City, which was, you know, really conservative. And I worked for some of the most conservative firms on the planet, you know, like uh, Accenture and Booz Allen and all different in the Department of Defense. So it's not like you could be open about your cannabis mm -hmm. consumption. But as time, I, as I saw legalization occurring and I saw the cultural shift, I said, oh, my gosh, you know, once this shift occurs and legalization happens, what are people going to carry their cannabis in? They've got, like, baggies and tea tins and we, got, we store it in shoeboxes. And I thought there's just no way that it's not needed to have, you know, uh, chic and discreet accessories to carry and store cannabis. That was my, that was my observation. So I went out and I surveyed everybody known to humankind, <laughs> which is what I learned how to do in the, in the product development area. Absolutely. And I identified what my MVP, my, my minimal viable product, I think I have the M wrong, but, um, you know, essentially, how can I prove that people want it, that they'll buy it, that they'll pay the prices I want them to pay, that they like the approach I'm taking, what are the channels I'm going to be able to sell it in, um, who are my partners going to be? And so that's what I set out to prove. And that I did that in, uh, really launched at the very end, the uh, tail end of 2015. So I've really been in business about three years and change. And guess what? I did find that all out. And I did find, here's the interesting thing. I found that a lot of my assumptions were right. You know, I decided to go first, by the way, women were not even recognized. Nobody even knew that 
or thought about women consuming cannabis. It was all like mm-hmm. young, long-haired guys in their parents' basement. But that wasn't <laughs> true, and I knew it wasn't true. Um, so I had to prove women. I also wanted to prove that, you know, it doesn't have to be with Bob Marley and, you know, marijuana leaves on it. It should just be discreet. We don't, we're not defined by our cannabis use. We're just mm-hmm. cannabis consumers. So um, I was able to prove all of those things. And then, as always happens in business, as you know, I also learned a ton more stuff. So mm-hmm. I learned what I was, what, what, what they wanted that I wasn't making. I learned um, about expanded markets. I learned that whereas I had thought my distribution would be totally online, there were a ton of other opportunities for distribution. Mm-hmm. You know, so so now, and and I'm kind of glad. So I was really early in the market. There's still not a competitor for what I'm doing in my category. Um, so now I am ready to for that hockey stick growth period. You know, mm-hmm. and and I'm pleased to say that. There are uh, investors and, and companies um, who agree with me. So now we're going to take all those learnings and we're going to catapult it and we're going to make really wonderful things for you to carry, whether you're carrying pre-rolls or whether you're carrying your vape and you don't want to lose it and keep it handy. So it's about convenience. It's about you know ease of use. It's about looking good and you know it never hurts to impress your friends. Oh, I love it. It's a, it's such a great idea and it just makes so much sense. And it, and what I also like about it is that it's really rebranding. Um, like you said, it's not, you're not defined by it. You're not necessarily, you know, um, you know, going the route of, of Bob Marley or anything of that nature. And it, you don't have to have a big leaf on it out there. You just want to, I'm looking at your website and it looks like, I mean, it's amazing. It's like, well, first of all, I see a ton of sold out. So you're doing something right, um, number one. Number two, um, it looks like something that you'd see any woman, you know, of fashion carrying walking around in L.A. So it's like, to me, it's like, whoa, I wouldn't, you're probably watching people carry these now. You have no idea. I would have no idea. Um, I, and that's not the real. point. It's just the point that um, that you shouldn't have to know. I mean, if, if someone chooses to share with you, that's their business. But um, the point You're not is carrying a bottle of wine or with you. You know, you're not carrying bottles of wine with you and holding them up and going, look, I'm going to drink this tonight. I sure ain't. Some some people might be. I'm not. But I love this. So what do you? So what do you see? You know the potential for you know this trend overall. Just your high because you're now you're in the industry. You're doing obviously you have history with it in terms of other things and and you have a history. What I think is interesting about your background and why I ask you this question is because you've worked with really large brands and the most conservative brands and on the hot on the top level of product development in New York. So now given this new project you're working on, not just not just Anabi, but in general, where do you think this industry is going? Um, well, in regard to this industry, I think there's going to be a huge shift. I don't, I don't think it'll be a straight line. Oh my gosh, everybody just suddenly embraces it and they all use it the same way and they all mm-hmm. do the same stuff. No, I think what's going to happen is um, it's going to be incorporated, incorporated into people's lifestyles and the ways that make sense for them. So, for example, if you're a medicinal consumer, right, and and who who amongst us shouldn't use it for medicinal purposes? You could mm-hmm. you could have cannabis instead of Excedrin. You know, mm-hmm. you can uh, you can treat migraines with cannabis. Uh, there's just so many things you can do. ADHD people are using cannabis. 
uh, for that purpose. Mm -hmm. And and the reason why I'm kind of enthusiastic about that is that you're talking about a plant, not not really a a bunch of synthesized chemicals, right? Mm -hmm. And there's many ways to consume it. So the way I think is going to happen is that um, people are going to take it with them everywhere that they go because they're going to use it throughout the day to eliminate some of the pharmaceuticals that they're currently using. Um, by the way, I just heard today that opioid deaths are down for the first time in 2018 um, in like 10 years by 5%. Wow. Yeah. Get out. And that's amazing. I just heard that on the radio coming here, and I think that's partly because there's less opioids being um uh, prescribed, but it's also because a lot of people are looking for alternates for those mm-hmm. drugs that give them horrible side effects. No one has ever died of cannabis consumption ever in the history, mm-hmm. and we're talking like 5,000 years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, um, even though we have a lot more studying and research to do, which, by the way, is another big thing that's going to happen. So we all have had empirical knowledge but we need mm-hmm. factual knowledge about dosing and, and, and frequency and things like that, which the smart countries like Israel are all in on. So, you know, the other thing that I think is going to be miraculous is this one-on-one medicine. You know, when we know mm-hmm. which medicines work for what with your personal biology, we're going to, you're going to be able to find things that work best for you with the least, you know, negative effects. And cannabis, because it, affects us all differently, I think it's going to be really important. That's going to be an important discovery uh, for cannabis. So I think you're going to have medicinal consumption. I think well, you're already seeing it in balms and, and things like I have this balm and I burned myself and I put the CBD balm on it and oh my God, it just made it, I mean, it was healed like in a day. It was, it, I haven't seen anything like that since Elizabeth Arden's 24-hour cream. Um, (laughs) um, so you know there's going to be so many uh ways that they'll add it there's indications that that eating it is therapeutic depending on how you do it so you know this is we're just at the you know at the tip of the iceberg in regard to how it's going to be incorporated into people's lifestyles and so what i'm going to do is i'm just going to continue to be engaged with the people who are consuming and understanding them in their lives listening to them and developing what they want. I'm going to engage customers in everything I do. I always have and I always will. Uh, So all the new products I come out with will be suited to lifestyle based on people's, uh, on what people are telling me they need and want. Oh man, that's awesome. I I love it. What a great story. Uh, So Janine, if somebody's listening to this and they want more information on Anabees, what's the best uh, way for them to follow up and get that info? Well, if they want to see the website and all those sold-out items you were talking about, they should go to www.AnnabeeStyle. And now I should say that the way it's spelled is cannabis without the C. So Anabis and then style, two words put together, dot com. So we, we call it Anabee because the French pronounce it Cannabis. And if you take off that C, it becomes Anabee. And we just thought that was so elegant as a designer <laughs> name. And so that's why that. They can also look for me on LinkedIn, Janine Moss, and they can find out everything they ever wanted to know and far more probably. 
<laughs> All right, fantastic. Well, hey, Janine, I really appreciate you coming on the show and sharing some of your background and what you're planning on doing with uh, Annabee. I'm really excited to see it move forward and continue with success. Um, to the audience, as always, I really do appreciate you tuning in. Uh, if you, I hope you got a lot of value. I got a lot of value out of bringing this to you. Um, don't forget to subscribe. Bring me a uh, review or two, and uh, don't forget to uh, follow up. Thank you so much. And Janine, thanks again for coming on the show. Thank you.